Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is Kathleen Harrison, and you're tuned in to Eye on the Inner World with your host, Lady Fontaine. We have a wonderful show for you this evening, and I'm glad you are here tonight to how to create the life you have always wanted. And here to guide you on this path of enlightenment is none other than Lady Fontaine. Kathleen. It's a chilly Wednesday evening here in the Northeast. Today is November 4th, 2009, and I am Lady Fontaine. Our show airs every Wednesday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. Our show is a mix of interesting guests and topics of the paranormal, spirituality, self-help, the metaphysical, and much, much more. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday evening at 11 p.m. Our special guest is Dr. Peter Hunt, and our topic is A Course in Miracles. We're also going to be announcing a new show here on Blog Talk Radio next week, so be sure to tune in Wednesday evening, November 11th at 11 p.m. Before we get started tonight, I wanted to remind our listeners to visit my website at ladyfontaine.com for more information about me or to schedule a private reading or coaching session. To contact Kathleen or myself or any of our guests, be sure to visit our show page here at blogtalkradio.com for details. I'm anxious to get started because this week we have a very special guest. We are delighted to welcome Jackie Barrett to our show tonight. Jackie is the star of Biography TV's new series called Medium P.I. Some of you may remember Jackie as the runner-up from America's Psychic Challenge, which was a reality TV show that aired several years back. So on that note, I want to give a warm welcome to Jackie Barry. Jackie, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. We're really excited to have you here, and I know we've got a bunch of questions for you because we're anxious to see what you've been up to. I mean, I've been sort of keeping up with you, and um, it seems like it's, it's one TV show after the other. But in, I, to sort of get started, I was so curious to know um, what, it, what it's really been like for you since you've been on America's Psychic Challenge, and, you know, did it, did it change your life in any way? Well, uh <laughs> that was a very interesting show, to say the least. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, has it changed my life? Um, I wouldn't... I mean, others would say it has, maybe uh, outside looking in. But um, no, I mean, I was uh, doing the show and working at the same time So, uh, on cases and what have you. So my life... Uh, really hasn't changed. I, I'm still the same person. I, I do things every day uh, as I would. Um, you know, as far as coming public with uh, some things, as far as working with the captain and what have you, that that eventually seeped its way out. And, and I did my job of easing its way out a little at a time. Mm. Um what was it actually like being on that show, though? I mean, was it a grueling process for you? Well, it was difficult because I was working on different projects at the same time. Uh, I was working on um, the B-side to the movie, The House at the End of the Drive. That's the Sharon Tate uh, story. Mm. I was also on a cold case uh, from via New York City uh, that had to be wrapped up, you know, so I was doing different things while I was uh, also on the show. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, because it, it was going on, you know, for week after week after week, and some of the, the challenges that they had, especially, I mean, not even, I was going to say, especially towards the end, but when I think back to the show, I mean, there were some really, um, you know, they don't give you any hints. I mean, they just would take you, for instance, to that parking lot, and you know, there you have. Yes, it, it was it was difficult. I mean, it was. Um, I went from I when I was on the show, I didn't leave California. So I was working on a project in California. 
uh, with another producer at the time as well, uh, and that was on like a day off or half a day off. Wow. So I had to switch gears and, you know, sort of change hats there. And, you know, while I guess the other contestants were, were doing their thing, um, I'm I'm more or less a loner. I, I just stood in my hotel room and worked, uh, you know, doing some things I had to do and to clear up some loose ends on cases I had going on in New York. So, But basically I would stay in the hotel room and do what I had to do. And wow. we weren't allowed to, you know, to really uh, talk to each other. Um, you know, I don't. I don't really know anyone in California. I mean, aside from, you know, a few a few friends or producers that, but they're working. So, uh, you know, you just um, you you are there on your own, and that's it. Mm. Mm. It certainly was an interesting show, and I'll tell you, there was a lot of. I, I was impressed with a lot of the psychics on the show. Um, right. You know, I really, really was. I, I thought that it was an amazing process that you guys went through. And, um, you know, it, it, to me, I, I, at being a psychic, I was amazed that they had something like that on TV. And I really wish they would have continued it. I really do. Well, you never know. I mean, I had a producer. Um, well, actually, he wasn't a producer. He was a sound, a sound guy come see me last year uh, from California and wanted to know if I was interested in ever... Um, not being a contestant, but if they did it again, would I be interested in, you know, being part of the judging? And I, you know, it it is what it is. I just, you know, well, we'll see when, you know, if we go down that road and, you know, uh, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, I did the pilot to that show as well. So I've I've been around that show for a while. Wow, wow! And, it was um, I think it was great. I hope they bring it back, and I hope they continue to do that. Yeah, it was it was it, fun. I mean, you know, I I find that the public, um, I mean, it was it was hard for me because I was working. I wasn't lounging around. I wasn't just working on the show, hmm. but I was working with uh, families and and a, a case that needed to be solved that had to do with someone's child. Mm. So, I mean, I had that pressure on me. I had, you know, the captain wanting me back in New York. And uh, there was a few times, and, you know, I I just, um, people didn't know why I was upset. I actually didn't want to go on anymore. Um, and, you know, editing plays a great deal, cut and paste, and mm. makes it look like that I was pissed at something else. But, um it was sort of, what do you have to do to get kicked out of school? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did a great job. I mean, I was impressed by many people. But I, I honestly, what how I remember you on that show is almost like, you know, um, quiet elegance. You know, I, 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 I don't know what went on behind the scenes, but I feel you went in there, you were very serious about doing your job, and you did it. Well, there was not, like I said, there was not too much. I mean, behind the scenes on a set, you know, you sat in a trailer, it, it was hot, you're, you're sweating, you know, there's there's nothing pretty about it. Um, you know, people would try to throw each other off. You know, there's some bullshit going on like that. But as far as anything else, what was going on behind the scene, I sat in a hotel room eating matzo ball soup here. <laughs> and that was about it. You know, you know I, have, I have to interject, you know, Jackie, my girlfriend, Danielle, she... You were out her absolute favorite, and do you know when uh, I found out that you were going to be on tonight's show, I said no, and I, and I called her, and I, I had to tell her because she absolutely loved um, that show. I mean, that was her favorite show. Aww. She was, um, yeah. She, so she maybe was, between all of us, we can get them to bring that show back. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Because if you want to be a contestant, I'll be the judge. You know? Okay, that's fine. But, you know, I think it really spotlighted a lot of people that normally we would not know of. I mean, Jackie, you had a lot of stuff going in very much in the public eye. But a lot of other people that were contestants that did well on that show, I never oh, yes, heard of them. Indeed. You're absolutely right. I mean, I didn't get a chance to meet most of the people. I really didn't. 
And like I said, you know, only when I called my name did I roll out of the trailer mm-hmm. and, you know, do what I had to do and then, you know, crawled my way back in. But, um, you know, there were there's some nice folks um, that were, you know, on there doing their thing and, and hopefully it helped them uh, along the way to achieve, you know, higher goals in life and, mm-hmm. you know, to see what else they can do with themselves. Yeah, you know, we, we can't stop. But no, that's the thing. And so often, I mean, psychics aren't really um, thought to be legitimate or, you know, I just feel that that really spotlighted so many people who really have legitimate I don't know. I, I, I hear you're the, uh, you're the cherry in the pie. So. <laughs> well, with, as far as a love psychic goes. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah, but, but, you know, look, economy isn't good. You know, people aren't banging the doors down saying, which job should I go for, A or B? Basically, you know, what do people really want to achieve in life? And love, and you know, love love of oneself as well. Yeah. So, I mean, your job is, is pretty, you know, pretty much up there right now. Well, um, thank you for that. And, you know, I just feel it's important. I mean, a lot of our shows really focus on, um, not just me doing psychic readings at the end of the show, but really helping people to find who they are. So, you know, I feel that's really important, but I would love to see that show come back. I really I really would. I, I just feel you, it. You never know. You never know. I mean, I have a feeling it's going to take a turnaround and come back, but, I, you know, they have to, you have to be really careful. And you know what I realized? Uh, you have to be careful when there's a prize involved. Because in life, when there's a prize involved in anything, just like a box of Cracker Jacks, you can't wait, right? So mm-hmm. what do you do? You rip the bottom out just to get at it. Right. So you really, you know, they have to pick and choose um, and be careful with that because of liability things and what have you. But, you know, it was it was really a great show. I mean, I had fun on there, but like I said, I had really pressing things to come back to. And, you know, I, I thought I would be home, and each day they would tell me, you know, two more days, one more day, and before you know it, I, I was gone for a whole month. Wow. Yeah, and so I could imagine it, that that gets tedious. Yeah, I could imagine it does. And I do want to talk to you about some other things as well, because I know you're up to a lot of big, big projects that I'm so anxious to hear about as well. But I have, like, one basic question that I want to ask you, and I know that your your website, and I often hear um, you called a psychic medium. Um, are, are you also, because on that show, I mean, were you channeling um, somebody from the other side or your guides, or was that you just being psychic? Well, you know, the, you have psychic, and you know right. well what that is. And uh, the medium part is, you know, uh, you're you're bringing in the spirit, so you're allowing the spirit to enter you, and you're getting the information. And everybody has their own method. Mm-hmm. Um, some people need to uh, scry, you know, with mirrors. Mm-hmm. I've worked with mirrors as a child, um, coming from my mom's side, and you know, learning different techniques and sort of putting it together, but. I, I've learned to do it by just walking also, like if I'm able to pace around. And, and at the end, going towards the end of the show, they said to me, just go and do what you do then. And that's when I was able to, you know, really pace, take my pace and, and pick it up some and, and, you know, really like pan it out. But I'm allowing the spirit to come into me and to give me the information and that's very difficult and I warn people against that and I and I and I know you will as well because you're allowing a foreign entity to invade your your space and in your body mm-hmm. but now how does one dispel of it and does it go right away yeah, and you become what you just opened the door to and that's a very um it's a very difficult process uh to you know to master and i don't ever want to say that i'm the master of masters because that'll be your downfall what you want to say is uh you know i i've learned how to 
to do what I do well, and um, you just ask your guide to always get you out of what you need to get out of. But, you know, when it comes and you feel it entering, you just opened up a box, you know, and um, it's it's very frightening at times. But, uh, indeed, you... Um, Mediumship is different than being psychic. Right. And then when you incorporate both of them, you know, you have uh, that result there, what you saw. But, you know, going back, you know, when I hear medium, it's um, it's, it's very, that's a modern term. You know, what you're actually doing is necromancing. I mean, anytime you're communicating with the dead and you're allowing this to happen, it's, you know, communication with the dead is a, a necromancer. Right, right. I know. I mean, I was, I was trained. I mentored under Suzanne Northrup, and and I, I had trouble. With, I mean, I was very, very good in. I'm, I'm sort of like a beacon of light for the other side. But I had trouble with, um, not having them like follow me home. I mean, I used to do a lot of work with, as you do with, you know, with the police. And I remember right. my first murder case. I couldn't shake this woman for the longest time. That's why I don't do it anymore. I found my niche in a, in a different area. So uh, I, I, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm really, really curious from a personal perspective um, how you get every, how you separate it all. How when you're not working on the case, when you're not working with the, cap, the captain, how do you not have them all talking to you? Well, you know, I have my private clients that I deal with on a daily basis and then I have my other projects and then I have Sean who is the captain and we we work together basically every day so um, you know how do I leave this behind uh, you have to you have to sort of become two you have to separate yourself and you have to let it work its way out like a cold mm. uh, and yes indeed I know what you're talking about I mean there it's tough it, it is tough. The, yeah. the images stay with you. I, yeah. I've looked at my own hands many times and, you know, had to make a connection to myself to shake out what you, not what you just saw, but what you allowed into you. Right. That's the problem. Exactly. Because I know my first murder case, um, the woman was shot in the head. And they didn't tell me what it was. They just gave me her name because I, I, I always work just on names. And I felt that immediate impact in the back of my head, but I couldn't shake her at all. I mean, she was giving me a tremendous amount of information, um, but she never left. I mean, I had really trouble getting her to leave. So I, I, I have such a respect for you because I know that you're working so extensively with um, Captain. Is it is it Sean Crowley or Crowley? It's Sean Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just find that so fascinating. I mean, right now the your your show Medium PI that's actually based on the work that you're doing with him. True? Exactly. It's uh, it's the work that Sean and I have done for about 16 years together. And because uh, we can come out with it now and openly, uh, we we were able to give little hints here and there. I mean, the police force know, but as far as the public, uh, you're not allowed to work together uh, and do TV if Sean was still on the force. Oh, so, okay. Um, Sean had retired, but prior to his retiring, you know, he was on SWAT. He was the head of hostage negotiation. He was uh, the captain of cold case uh, of New York City and also the commissioner of homicide. So yeah. you have this uh, huge man and you know he also um he also he did so much i mean i i this man himself he tied a rope around himself and saved a woman from jumping off a building in new york city i he's just an incredible person so now that he was retiring we decided to get together and form our own private eye um type of uh, type of business Mm. So here we are back at it again, all those cases and, and much more, you know, just takes us all over. So we split our time. There's times Sean will go out of state, and there's times I'll stay here and work on the cases here at hand. And then I have, you know, 
court I have to attend as well, and, uh, you know, just different things, um, you know, some different irons in the fire. <laughs> How many cases have you solved with him so far? You know what? Um, I was thinking about that the other day, and we were talking about it. I I actually lost count. Um, I I totally lost count because wow. I work aggressively, and you know he actually has to slow me down. Um, we're and we have something in common. We um, we both are on a go twenty four seven. So uh, I I totally lost count. I mean. At one time, it was 300 cases. I really, I really have no idea because there's other people that I work with along with Sean. Uh, for instance, I can't say the person's name because you don't want any suspects fleeing. But mm-hmm. I'm working on something now where it would have made no sense to. Well, I'm we're working on something to reopen it immediately and actually. If the public knew how hard that is actually to do, um, I, I decided not to backtrack and go with uh, this person's detective that was on the case. And it's, uh, they said it was an accident. I said it was a homicide. So it's evident that um, I'm not going to go to him. Too so much time will be wasted. So I do have a good friend in Manhattan um, who is the DA. And I'm happy to say that this week um, I finished my report, my paperwork, my findings, and it'll be looked over uh, by this incredible person, and she's wonderful. Wow. So what better? Because who would love nothing more than to prosecute a homicide? Mm. Than the DA. Right. Go straight to the top. And, And anyway, you know, I... I've um, I've learned to utilize all my contacts throughout the years, and it's um, it's the best. You know, that there is the best. But you know, maybe maybe who knows? Maybe I'll find a little time, and I can get back to writing and uh, and what have you. So. Oh, I don't. Based on what you're saying, <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, they have to add another 24 hours into each day. Well, it's it's yeah, it's difficult. But I, you know, I'm known for doing my my best work. Probably, you know, from like uh, one to two in the morning. You know, where everything is settled and quiet, and you're able to uh, think a little clearer and. You know, the, my phone's not ringing, and I know Sean is sleeping, so. <laughs> Which probably does make it a little bit easier. Yeah. But but I'm wondering, how how did the police actually, you know, other police that work with Sean, how did they take to having a psychic working on their, on their cases? Fine. I mean, I, I've worked with a lot of different law enforcements. I mean, I I probably work with more law enforcements than, than some... Um, some agencies work with each other you know it's you know once you once you have this um this label and where you have these higher people that stand up and say you know she works with me and this is what we have done together you gain that respect as well mm-hmm. and you know you you have to hold yourself to it and and really be diligent with it but I've never had an issue I've never you know I've never had an issue with law enforcement if anything half the time you know I can't be bothered with and with a lot of them because it's uh, especially if I hear that, that they're saying something is an accident or you know missing when you they ran away when you know something else happened so I, you know, like I said, you learn to utilize your buddies now that mm. you've been working with for a long time. Well, how long have you actually been doing this with working with law enforcement? Over 16 years. Wow, wow. So I'm sure through the years you have built up a whole network well, of you, connections. It's like anything else. They're, they become friends. You know, mm. you, you uh, do something for them. They're helping you with something. They're guiding you. It's, if you have an answer for a DA and you're helping them, and, and they're able to um, 
you know, to give you a hand. I mean, that's pretty big to, to have a DA look at something, and it usually doesn't work that fast. If your detective, if your homicide detective says, this case is an accident, I'm going to tell you good luck if you don't have the power behind you. And mm -hmm. if you can't afford a private investigator, Sean has to be one of the top since he left the force, um, since he retired uh, just a few months ago. Just a few months ago, and then we jumped right into TV together. So, you know, it's... Um, We've been together all these years. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the, because I, I know looking at your website, there's a few. I see that you're on A&E TV. I see that you have the Medium PI on the biography station. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're actually doing these days? Well, I the think they're, yeah, I think they're, um, you know, they're sister stations, but I think the show was geared towards A&E, and they try it out. Uh, you know, f just from what I know of being on, you know, doing different shows, they'll try it on, on this station, try it, and I guess it's like for ratings or what have you. Mm. But I guess, you know, it's like anything else. You go into a shoe store and you want to try a few pairs of shoes on and see what fits best, you know? Oh, okay, so I see. It's, yeah. So it's, so it's the it's same like, show. They're just putting it on the two different networks? Right. They put it, they do that basically with, uh, you know, with with all... Well, I don't want to say with all. I, I think when they're when they're trying to pinpoint something mm. to an exact, you know, it's it's a science. Yeah. It's, yeah, like everything you know, else. They have their own marketing strategies. You know, I'm like this. Whatever it is, it is. You know, I don't. Um, it, it don't bother me. You know, because I, I like I said, I, I have you know, numerous projects at hand, and, you know, I don't even like watching TV, really. I mean, I, I have it on tonight because the doors are on, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't get to watch much TV either, but it's exciting, and I, I think that the, sh the idea for this show is phenomenal. I mean, I hope one of those stations, um, you know, keeps keeps the show on because it's, it's going yeah it's going to be on but i just i just think that you know they have their own politics like who who like they both want it and they're both sister stations so it's like okay like who is going to get this and i find that you know i'm better staying out of those things mm. um you know i i mean i'm not not that i'm very opinionated but i'll just you know sort of say you can you know to whatever it is you got to see where it can fit. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> from from my standpoint, I, I just want to see it on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and no, as long as I know where to look on, for it. It'll be on, but, you know, like on any TV show, they all have their own thing, like the Psychic Challenge. I um, I did that. I did the pilot for them. I did this. I did that. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I wasn't going to do the show. Wow. I wasn't because I did the pilot and I said, you know, like, this is a bust because, like, California weather and me really don't get along too well. <laughs> well, a New Yorker, right, it wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. And everybody's in the car all the time, you know. I mean, originally I come from New Orleans, but I've lived in New York most of my life and go back and forth. I, I share, you know, addresses back and forth, but it wasn't for me. You know, um, so I said, I'm not coming back here. This blows. And before you know it, they talked me into it. And I don't get talked into things too <laughs> I don't. So. Yeah, no, I don't doubt that, that you don't. But, but, uh, no, you know. I, I, but they did. And, you know, they said that um, I would be able to help a charity that I wanted to. So I said, this is, okay, I said, I'll do it for charity. And my manager at the time said, you know, Jackie, do two, three weeks, and this is how we are, like, and I'm very outspoken. And she said, you know, do two, three weeks, and if you want to come home, just get up on a set and just pull a stunt. And I and I tried. <laughs> and it didn't work. No, because they pulled the contract out on me. Oh, yeah, well, that, that, that does kind of get in the way, right? <laughs> yeah, that gets in the way. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I saw a lot of things 
about um, John Burke that, um, you know, the host of the show. Mm-hmm. And they said that, you know, he, um, he, he went against me on the show and, and he also, uh, I'm trying to see, let me see if I get this here right now. Somebody, well, a few folks are saying that John had it out for me and he helped, you know, Lou Michelle there cheat. And I have to say it now, nobody ever gave me the opportunity to ever say it, but it's so not true. I mean, I would be the first to hang him from his balls if it was true, mm-hmm. but it's so not true because um, after the show, John and I did a radio tour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, um, we're, we talk and he, you know, he wanted to do another show with me, but I'm in contract and I can't now. But, you know, we, we speak often. So it's really not like that. I didn't want people to think, you know, poorly of John. And, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't know the answers. He's just, you know, up there studying his lines and he's got to stay in his trail and you got to stay in yours. And, you know, so they said, you know, John was hard on me. The, that's not, you know, I was being myself, and, you know, you have to, John was has to be a little entertaining, you know, for Christ's sake. I mean, then why do we need him there? Right, that's true. It's yeah, true. So, you and, know, and I'm glad you set the, you know, the record straight on that. That I, I really admire really important you. Because John, you know, we thought about when it was brought to my attention that they would like to do, another one and would I be interested in ever even judging on it and I said I would as long as John was there so that goes to show you that I don't have anything against John mm. you know he's he's a really nice guy and and he's a good friend mm. you know we we've, we've became friends and trust me if somebody put the knife in my back I'd take it out and find some place to to stick it in you because he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was accused of doing that, but he didn't. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I guess watching the show, I, you know, I, I guess I didn't pick that up. Kathleen, did you pick that up at all? Did you watch the show when it was on? Well, you know, I saw it a few times because, like I said, my girlfriend, Danielle, raved about the show, and she said, you've got to watch this. Um, I... I didn't pick that up. Um, yeah, because I, you're, I, I think, yeah, because, you know, like, you have to look beyond, like, John's smirk, or you have to look beyond his shaking of his head. You know, it, it, there is a little slapstick going on back and forth. Mm. And, you know, you sort of, when you do TV, like, you can be in one trailer and I can be in another, and when it's time for us both to meet um, right there, up, you know, up front and center, you you have to know how to fall into place and you know make it entertaining. I mean, I'm not uh, you know entertainment by no means, mm. but I can be entertaining. Mm. So you know, and you have to allow for you know that little bit of edginess where you know I'd freak John out, and and I did a lot of the times, and a lot of things didn't bother me that people were getting freaked out with, like. Uh, the mental institution. You know, I remember being so tired that day, I could have took a nap in there. Like, it just didn't bother me. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I mean, you have to have that little bit of edge about you or you lose your mind. Yeah, this is true. I understand that. I do. But actually, John is John did well for himself. He did uh, a few movies, uh, you know, what have you, and he's... Um, He's a pretty cool guy, you know. So for all you folks that think that he cheated me out of this uh, this money, it's it's not so, you know. And I don't, I wouldn't even use that word. And and again, I respect you for for at least setting the record straight with that. And and you had said it earlier, Jackie. I mean, whatever is is. And my gut feeling is, I mean, things played out the way it was supposed to play out. There's many many doors that. Um, either opened up for you or, you know, people who discovered you or, or found you that might not have known that you were even out there. I mean, I feel, exactly. you know, who won, 
Again, I, I, for whatever reason, I was connecting with you, and I was going, go, Jackie, go. <laughs> I was, and I, I'll tell you, to be honest, and I, I, I probably shouldn't even bring this up, I was getting annoyed at the comments about voodoo yeah. as being something bad because it's a religion. And At least that's my understanding. But, you know, it's a religion. Of course it's a religion, but you're insulting, like, you know, many, many people by saying it isn't. And, and you know, they're, they're your fran- fans as well. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, uh, it's a mixture between uh, Catholicism and, uh, you know, Native, uh, Native American and African American roots. And it's what you do with anything. You know, it's what you do with anything. But, exactly. You, know, you don't sit around and you know, putting pins in dolls. If I wanted to really do something like anybody else, you just do it. You know, you can pick up a phone, make a phone call. There's nothing worse than a bad rumor. But, you know, I mean, why even waste your time? But and and that's true. And I, and I know, I know yeah. that voodoo itself carries a bad connotation, but I just felt the last few shows were just so heavily weighed on that. And that's, that's, well, I, that's what I turned think, me off so you know much. What I, you know what I think carries like a heavy, bad, dark cloud? I think the person who walks around with the Bible under their arm, uh-huh. preaching and banging religion into people, or, you know, forcing them to uh, sway to their side. I don't do that. I don't wake up people 7 o'clock in the morning with a flyer in my hand and wanting a buck. It don't work that way. Right. Udo means in the spirit of God. You know, if you, it's like I said, you know, if you, um, people hear that because of all the movies, you know, right. you know, Blockbuster, and you see, I think even in Chucky, right, they held up the voodoo book, but, I mean, we laugh at stuff like that, mm. you know, we laugh at it, I mean, it's like anything else, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make fun of a, a Christian or, or a Jew or a Muslim, you know, so, I mean, to... To do that, but you have to remember when people are intimidated by someone or when people are afraid right. uh, that, you know, they can't step up to the plate, the best thing to do is to try to, you know, knock your opponent down. And, and I just didn't feel the need to do it. Right. I mean, that's, the, that's what I was picking up on it, and that's when I'm hearing after the show all the discussions on Jackie Barrett should have won that was my take on it just that you know all this bit of the good against the bad and all this kind of stuff just painted you know the the last few segments of the show especially for people who who don't understand that voodoo is really nothing more than a religion and everyone is entitled to have their beliefs and to worship whomever they want i mean you know, I'm always talking about the universe, and I say to people... And, and so do we. We believe in um, the same thing. We, we, you know, have the, the water, Mama Waters, and, you know, Papa Legwas, the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, Baron Samedi, who is one of my favorite, is the Watcher of the Dead, you know, since I communicate with the dead. And, you know, eventually we're, we're all going to be there. Mm, you know, that's so. true. So it's uh, it's paying respect. You know, when we say <clears throat> we honor the dead, we pay respect uh, to the dead. So, you know, we put out offerings of fruit and cigars and liquor and coffee beans and cake and, and to, uh, you know, to some goddesses we put, um, we put perfume and mirrors. And, uh, you know, this is, um, this is how our altars are adorned. And, of course, people, these dolls, sometimes have a face of a skull but it represents the dead mm. and this is what we do but it it has nothing to do with you know causing someone harm uh i don't think we really have to do that we're doing it to each other anyway you know and and nevertheless i i haven't seen i haven't came across a a case yet where you know um they said a voodooist, you know, did did this or that. I mean, there are different types. The Caribbean voodoo. There's, you know, uh, the the Mississippi one uh, from New Orleans. That's mine. Uh, there's all different sects of it. But I, um, no, I, I certainly, I, I think, I think, you know, they found 
an opening there, and when one is fearful of the loss of something, and you're playing up to an audience, which I refuse to do, mm. I flatly refuse to do, uh, then, you know, that's your weapon instead of your skill. Right, so, right. And, and that was the sad part, I felt, um, you know, of that show. But again, unfortunately, like anything, there's so much politics and fear. You know, uh, yeah. it, it really, and I think you nailed it, and especially when somebody is so um, believing the other perspective, you know, with, yeah. you know, and again, I don't want this show to be about all that, but, you know, that, well, that I think you know, that I felt was really a sad aspect right. of the show, well, because you know, I feel you should have been weighed on your abilities, not your beliefs. Right, and with anybody, and, and any religion can be fair, you know? I don't, I don't, let me tell you something. In my studies, throughout all the religions that I have studied, I never discluded anything. Never. Mm-hmm. I want to learn, so I engulfed myself in many. I didn't change mine, but I engulfed myself enough to respect and to learn the difference. And anybody that tells you, I work in the light of God. I am very weary of them only because of whenever you do this type of work, you're opening up doors and it says in your Bible that, you know, that you shouldn't do this anyway. So actually you're just contradicting yourself. And I don't believe in this light and dark. I really don't. You, it is what it is. Right, right, and 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 I buy into that as like well. I really gift, don't. Your gift, no, even if you didn't have a religion, your gift is still your gift, lady. You know, so if you stripped yourself of your religious beliefs tomorrow, your gift will still be with you. Right, that's true, and I very much am, am like you, Jackie, where I. Uh, you know, I, I allow myself to listen, hear, learn, and I integrate into my own belief structure whatever really resonates within me, whatever feels right for me. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not close to anything, and I feel a lot of people are, and that's where the fear base comes from. But I oh, agree I, with you, I mean, regardless yeah. of what the religion is, and that was the only thing Right, because about, you, can't, you can't, if you have a client, for instance, that tells you, I need help in my love life, but I'm an atheist. You're not there to push religion down someone's throat. Exactly. You're there to put them onto the proper path. Right. So, therefore, your job is to bring them to the higher place in life where they should be so they could have happiness. You're I right. Mean, I mean, that's, this is the core of it. it. It doesn't mean that I'm going to command, you know, a saint to come by my side so I can see, you know, because then that means, you know what you're telling me? That you have a chain around St. Michael's neck and you're going to drag him to your side just to get information. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm not down with the whole bully technique. Yeah, no, neither am I. <laughs> no, to be honest, I'm, not, I'm not. If he wants to come and hang with me, mm. you know, the more the merrier. I'm sure I have a lot of things brewing in my place. But, you know, we can all share the same space. That's true. That's and, true. And, and what and, about, if, you, know, you know, what about, I met a psychic one time, and I was very, very, I disbelieved, and I was very much into the scientific field of it, because there's so many people out there that have all these claims. And I met this fellow, he was, very, he was an older man uh, from Russia, and he, he told me of his beliefs, which were of none of God, all of science, but had an ability that was so incredible um, to, to the psychic ability. And I learned that, well, you know what, who are we to say he needs to pin a religion on him? So, mm. so if he's Lutheran, he can do this, or Catholic, or, you know, absolutely not. I mean, no, I the agree. main thing is that whatever you do, you do it from your heart, and you do it with compassion. And if you don't have passion in you, you don't have it. 
I, I agree with that 110%. And I really that's do. why you're good at what you do. Yeah, thank you. And and I, I do. Even, you know, there's so many um, similarities in, in your philosophy and your approach to things um, that really resonate within me. And now I can understand why when I was watching the show, I was my energy was so aligned with you. And again, you didn't have to say anything. You just were. And that, to me, just did it. You know, I, I didn't need anything fancy. I didn't need anything, you know, in my face saying I'm the best, I'm the this, I'm the that. I just felt you went in and you did the challenges and you did them um, just with this quiet elegance. I don't know how else to put it. I really, really don't. Well, but it, it certainly did impress me. It really well, did. That's, I think because you're on a higher scale and you recognize, you know, what the work is. That's like saying I, I only want, you know, that it's a prejudice in itself, you know, to uh, disclude others. So that's like saying I'm I'm ill and I need surgery, but my doctor has to be... Six foot two, right? You know, um, blue eye, right? right. Uh, red and blonde I mean, hair, or whatever. That's You're right. good already, right? So, but, <laughs> no, but, but, but you get what I'm saying, absolutely, right? Absolutely, and, and he has to, you know, he has to come from like, you know, maybe Greece is nice or something, because afterwards the beach is nice. But it's like, it's like, where the hell did that come from? Why not, you know, uh, what are we in the Stone Ages? Why not, you know, whoever is the best. Um, as the ability to to exactly. you to your recovery. You're right. The best surgeon or the best doctor or the yeah, best whatever the it is. Cares, right? right. Rather than and and that's the problem with our society, unfortunately, that we put so many labels on things. Um, yeah. You know, and then people align with those labels without really seeing the inner beauty or the inner ability. Um, you know, so I mean that makes it tough overall. You know, for anybody, not just for psychics working out there, but. You know, again, certain labels, because you're right with, with all the fear base that, you know, the word voodoo. I mean, I was even going to say to you, could I say the V word here? Because I, <laughs> I, don't, want, I don't want a negative connotation. I know a lot of people have it. I don't, yeah. because I was so annoyed watching well, the show saying you know, it's they a religion. Have, yeah, just go to Barnes & Nobles, help yourself to the book Voodoo for Idiots. Actually, the temple, which is, you know, myself and uh, the Voodoo Spiritual Temple, you know, we, we um, did a nice part in that book to tell you what to stay away from and, and the fraud and, you know, with anything and the fear of, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I wouldn't piss a voodooist off. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't do that because there were times, you know, I sat and I wondered and I said, nah, you know, it was, it's just too much work. I'm too tired. I'd much rather just call them and, you know, just tear them a new ass. But, you know, it's, it is it is what it is, too. Right. I mean, a lot right. of things aren't going to change. I, You know, look, the, we're in 2009, and, um, you know, I'm in, my, my husband's a black man, and there are times where certain places... We can walk down the block and people look at us and, you know, like, uh, what the hell? And uh, hell with that. I, I held his hand for 13 years. And actually, there's a big joke with that because I'm not one of those women that stay on top of things like with their their husbands. I'm, I'm, I'm very strong in that sense where he actually knew how long we were married and I didn't. <laughs> that I is a rarity. I thought it was nine years. Wow. And he told me, and he said 13. Wow, that's a big discrepancy there. It is. But, you know, I looked at him when he said 13 years, and I said, you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) I may get tired of you, you know. Well, if you hadn't noticed it by that point, then you probably was like. No, I just looked at him and I said, damn, it's been 13 years? Shit, you shouldn't have said that, you know? <laughs> I guess I missed a few, uh, you know, anniversaries, but... Be <laughs> <laughs> a good husband, he didn't remind you when you missed it. <laughs> yeah, well, he kept it under his hat, but, you know, I mean, he's uh, a very strong person and, uh, you know, uh, he's done many things in his life. And, you know, like I said, I've been in places like the Bible Belt. I remember for a book signing one time, and I think, I think you know, 
like people like looked at us like, are you crazy? And it was somewhere around Baton Rouge, and I said, you know, wow. I said, you see, how could, how can times change so much about one's religion when you're still looking at the color of, you know, yeah. one's skin? So, well, I have, I have, I have to intercede on that. I just, I just moved um, back from North Carolina, which is in the Bible Belt, and boy, what a difference it is. Um, when you say, when you walk in anywhere, I mean, people use the word God in the Bible, and they speak about it very freely, and and then I come up here, and some of my friends, you say the word God, and they say, who? You know, I mean, it's definitely, there's yeah. definitely a, a big difference in, in the attitude, just just based oh, off of yeah. where you live, hell right? Yeah. I had um I had, you know, somebody I, I believe like this, we should just be a colorful world. You know, I I just like the colorful people, uh, and that goes for everybody. And you know, and also, um in in meaning of colorful doesn't necessarily mean a color. It could just mean, you know, like the clients I have, I have you know, two gentlemen that are adopting a baby or two ladies that are, you know, looking to find love. I mean, with each other. So, well, you know, we're well, all entitled. You know, well, you know, you know uh, that uh, my son's father, he's he's Jamaican, so <laughs> I can yeah. relate to you on the whole on the whole situation of, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, mixing color. Because you look at my son and he looks, he looks Asian, really. <laughs> is it, is oh, so that's that an something? interesting blend, then. Yeah, that is. Uh, that well, is well actually, actually, his great grandfather's Chinese, but a Chinese Jamaican. But they're all they're um they're Jamaican. He he was the only there was some Chinese lineage in his family, but you know it is what it is. And you look right. at my son, and you you couldn't tell me is he half black? Is he Hispanic? Is he Filipino? People. Could never, you never even, you well, would you, never even know. You don't you know. never know. You know, folks look at me, and and if you if you saw the rest of my family, you'd swear somebody just stole me, because <laughs> everybody is very very dark. Um, everybody has green eyes. I have blue. We all have black hair, and you know, my mother is Creole and Sicilian. And my father's American Indian, mm. and I don't know why the hell I'm so light, but it, you know I laugh at it because you know when we gather at our table, you know you can see the difference in the texture of everyone's hair, and and it's and it's different. And I, I have a beautiful niece. Um, like I said, my my brother is um, very very olive dark complexion, jet black hair, and. His wife comes from Guatemala, and and here it is. The baby has blonde hair. Wow, blonde blonde hair. So you know, I mean, she's what four now, but still, I mean, she has this beautiful long blonde hair. And I was like, well, what the hell happened here? But you know, there's um, we we have some combination going on. So, uh, like I said, it is what it is. My mom. Was you know Creole people, woman, they're smaller people and Sicilians. So you know my mom was just a little over five foot. I'm five nine, and my dad was about six five. So there's a huge difference there. Actually, yeah. it's like like a freak show sort of. Right? <laughs> well, so then your mom was from New Orleans. My mom was from my. They migrated. My mom migrated. They were in Sicily. My uh, my grandmother was in Sicily. They came over and uh, to New Orleans. Uh, there's the Creole people in Sicily, and they moved themselves over into New Orleans, and um, that's where, you know, I was. Uh, and I was just going to use the word birthed. <laughs> that's where they hatched me. But uh, it, you know, and it's funny because, like, I was born in a house, and I remember trying to get a birth certificate, and that was really crazy. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I have one now that looks like a friggin' scroll. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> My grandmother conjured it up. You know, 
There's something about, like, Sicilian grandmothers. You don't say anything to them. <laughs> you know, when she came out of when she came out of the attic and she had this scroll in her hand and it looked mm-hmm. like parchment paper with a footprint wow. on it, it was like, this is it. And I was like, all right. I just <laughs> all hope right, I don't right. get arrested. <laughs> like, you know. I'm like, all right, Grandma said, you know. <laughs> oh, and that's considered a legal document, huh? <laughs> if Grandma says, then it, it is. <laughs> it, it is, man. You can't go against Grandma. Yeah, no, know. no, I understand. Um, you know, I, I, we've been talking a little bit about New Orleans, and I'm so anxious to know. I hear you that people call you the guardian angel of New Orleans. Well, you know, that had to do with uh, the storm. Oh, so what did you do, and how were you involved? Well, when the storm hit, you know, the the funny, I mean, it's not funny because I lost my family in that storm. Ay, 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 I did. Oh, um, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, that's okay. Uh, they, you know, th- these folks, you can't take them from their ground. Like, they moved from so many other storms. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i the youngest in my family. My parents weren't going to leave. They just weren't going to go, you mm. know. So in any event, um, I I was doing this book tour, and I decided, uh, like, everything came into uh, play with it. It was 288 pages, and I said I'm going to put it down to 88 pages and make it a trilogy. Everybody was against it. And he said, you know, don't do it, don't do it. And I said, no, I, I have to do it. It has to be edited, but not. It, it should be left as is most of it because it was written in the form of spirit. So when you do this, I don't want it taken out and turned around. And I don't need any fancy words. I, it, it's a homegrown story. So I, um, I decided this is how it should be. And I went against everyone, and the last book signing was in Tower Records and um, also in the Virgin Megastore, and they're on the same strip there uh, in New Orleans, right there. So that was going to be the last signing, and I was going to visit with my folks and and the temple and what have you, and um, I said to... um, somebody there that I just feel like something's wrong and I don't think it's ever going to be the same and I was packing up and I had just missed a storm and I you know my my land has never been the same uh, and I we've lost so much in mm. in our families but uh, in any event I went right back down there. I had gotten permission from the mayor, and I did go back down there and to help and to pass out water um, and to do whatever it is that we can do to uh, find these missing people and also help these children that were very hungry and, and what have you. So uh, there is an artist, Bernardo, who's um, related to the mayor, and they presented me with um, this award as the guardian angel, and wow. he does just cemetery work, so they did a plaque for me, and, and I was a little freaked out because it was like cemetery stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but it, and they also did it um, in picture form, a huge picture, and signed by everybody, and it was presented uh, to me when I had cut the ribbon for folks to come back in saying that it was safe. But I was there when, you know, I went right back down there to help and, um, you know, just to, like I said, to to see what we can do. There were so many people in desperation, mm-hmm. um, no food for their babies and no water. And I remember um, giving out water and... You know, my assistant said, you you need a bottle of water for later. And I said, that's okay, because they were housing me in the Lamont Leon. So I said, they, they'll have water. Um, but I drank the faucet water, and I had I was so sick for such a long I time. I could imagine that you were. 
Yeah, I just... Oh, my God. I mean, I had no choice. I I had choice, but uh, the human choice was made right because the water needed to go to the babies. Right, right, I understand. Jackie, we are running out of time. I still have so many questions left. Can we ask you to come back um, another day where we can sort of finish this conversation? You've been a fascinating guest. I absolutely loved having you here. Um, Your stories are fascinating, but I have so much more I want to ask you. (laughs) I will, I will indeed. And I wish you and yours all the best. And, you know, much prosperity and and health and happiness is all we can ask for. Thank you. Thank you. I wish that for you as well and for all the listeners out there. Jackie, again, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Um, Kathleen, been wonderful. Thank you also thank for you all your help tonight. Yes. Um, I, to, uh, to to Lady Fontaine and and have have those readings. Get those readings, guys. Thank you so very much, Jackie. All right, that's it for tonight. Thank you all very much. Um, we will be back next Wednesday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guest is Dr. Peter Hunt, and our topic is A Course in Miracles. Thank you again, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.